Introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. Another week has come and gone. This week on Minor Wisdom, I've got Miranda Richter, who has an extensive theater background. She's a dancer, though. She's a dance teacher, but her family raised her to be sort of theatrical, and she is, and it's kind of a spin, a a new spin on Minor Wisdom. I'm not going to do this too often, but I, you know, went outside the box, interviewed a dance director and a, a dance teacher, someone that puts together massive productions for their spring show, uh, very theatrical productions at a very uh, well-to-do school, if you don't mind me saying that. hope nobody minds me saying that, but they are uh, a school that, that does pretty decent financially for themselves, if I do say so. so uh, but they put on some big productions uh, in the spring, and the theater department helps with that. I think it's very important that the theater department gets involved with as many fine arts events as possible. That's my opinion. Whether you agree with me or disagree, you're wrong. Uh, if you if you disagree, but uh, whether you agree with me or disagree, they the a theater kid should really be just well rounded, and they should know how to sit there and run one microphone with a PowerPoint, a talking head as they call it, or uh, run a dance show, a band show. I've had actors read stories during Christmas uh, band performances or orchestra performances. I think a lot of us have had that, but. I think getting those kids out there, seeing all kinds of theatrical performances, even wrestling, is a good thing. Um, so that's uh, why I kind of decided to interview Miranda this week, um, and it was a fun interview. The school year is right around the corner, and with the school year means that we've got TETA coming up in September in Dallas. Uh, we've got thespian convention in november we've got the teacher uh the thespian teacher convention uh in january before all that we've got these leadership conferences but the one thing that i really wanted to point out because right now again there's an influx of a need for teachers that teach technical theater and usitt is in houston this year for its 60th anniversary at the beginning of april and let's be honest, most of us will not still be in UIL One Act play season. So you should make plans now to go to USITT. And even if you are not a technical person, go there and learn something new. And maybe it'll better your department. It'll improve your department. USITT, I've been a couple times, is a magnificent conference uh, with lots of technicians, lots of people there just throwing things at you literally and figuratively. So I highly recommend it being that it's in Texas this year, whether you are in Houston or not, you should try it out. So with this interview with Miranda Richter, we got our two, uh, well, I got my oldest with uh, her daughter together, had a play date. Hopefully they were distracted, but you're going to hear lots of different breaks in between our interview uh because they uh came in you'll hear some banging in the background eventually i get a police car that kind of just comes in i think it was spying on us i don't know but uh it was fun to have our kids there playing and uh, getting to talk to her i hope you enjoyed this week's interview 
and I hope you enjoy this week's groaner joke. How many actors does it take to change a light bulb? A hundred, of course, one to screw in the light bulb, and 99 to stand around saying it should be me up there. Well, I'm a Fort Bend product, so K-12. Grew up in the house that we're in right now. (laughs) I know, cray cray. Um, I went to Palmer Elementary, Lake Olympia Middle School, Elkins High School. Started dance at a very young age uh, at Robin's Dance Studio, and then um, carried that throughout, and then went... When I got to high school, I was on the Elkins Elite, then became an officer leader and everything. Um, and when I went to college, I wanted to go to a school that had a lot of school spirit. So, whoop. Yep. A and M. Here I came. And then uh, they had a. Uh, I actually was a communications major or a SCOM major, speech communications. A SCA major. SCOM, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, SCOM. 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 Not SCA like the dance. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, but they had just started a minor program, so I was one of the first kiddos that went through the minor program. I was like one of fifty kids, and I got a lot of really good hands-on experience in performing and um, choreography. I mean, when I when I went to school, I had no intentions of like being a dance teacher right. or anything like that. <clears throat> I just wanted to go, you know, have a good time, kind of <laughs> get a degree. And um, I I figured I always were was gonna somehow come back to this, um, whether it was like teaching or um, I don't know, just being in dance. And when I graduated college, I I. Seriously, was set out to go save the world, and believe it or not, but I um, did you one kid at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I'm still on the first one, uh, but I taught third grade my first mm. year of teaching, and uh, it was a terrible mistake. I, like I did, went like I graduated in May, and then I did um, an intense. Um, whatchamacallit? Alternative cert? Yeah. Yeah. Like that summer. And then started teaching in Pearland. And uh, like, I mean, I left school the first day of school in tears. I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. And so throughout that year, you know, I, I learned a lot about teaching, a lot of hands-on and um, and just kind of just honed into myself. And I thought, you know what? I, I, I really want to be back in dance. Right. You were teaching in Pearland third grade. Mm -hmm. No offense to the third graders that are listening right now, but you hated it. (laughs) Uh, I have a huge third grade population that listens (laughs) to this podcast, so it's my demo. Um, uh, And you got into, did you start right at Ridgepoint? No. Was that your first? So about three quarters of the way through the school year, I started reaching out to my old um, high school teachers and mentors, one of them being Angela Hayes. And I said, hey, remember me? Um, you know, I gave her a little my, my little bio, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm really looking into moving into the high school um, scepter, so do you know of any openings in that? And before I knew it, like, a few months rolled by, um, and she was like, hey, there's an opening at Dulles. I would love for you to come work at Dulles. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Like, where do I, you know? 
when, how, let's get started. And so, so I moved on to Dulles. I was there for five years <laughs> as Angela's assistant. I taught dance, but I also taught speech. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like a half and half teacher. Um, and then after five years, uh, the opportunity to basically start the program at Ridgepoint opened up, and that was um, something that I definitely, in my heart, knew I wanted to do. Was just have my own program, and um, so got to go birth to Ridgepoint. That's where I've been for the last eight years. Wow, you're so old. I know. Um, I think you're still older. <laughs> and so, uh, what was something that what's what's something that Angela taught you that you used? opening your new school because she's kind of a legend for those of you that a little you know, bit since yeah. this is kind of a niche theater podcast and I'm yeah oh, I, should, I should say teacher, hello so. thespians yeah yeah so my bad so angela hayes who also has her own podcast Dance uh, thoughts. yes and uh she's now a retired long time dance teacher taught over 30 years yeah and most of that at dulles 28 at Dulles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that program became hers. Like mm-hmm. the dolls are synonymous mm-hmm. with Angela Hayes. Um, but she, by the time you started teaching with her, she had already been teaching for uh, 15 years at Dulles, maybe? Yeah. About? Or 20, Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. So what's something <clears throat> that she kind of gave you that was valuable in your time to, to go to Ridgepoint? Other well, and we'll talk about actually the size of your dance shows, okay. because I think that's something. I don't know if you learned that from Angela, but that's definitely an Angelaism yeah. is to have a huge spring. Yes, it's a musical is practically what it becomes as far as production mm-hmm. values. Yeah, yeah, concerned. Um, you know, I will say the fir- the first teaching that I learned from her was that she was so great at dance one, at taking like dance one talent and just pushing them and challenging them to get to where they could be on her team and very competitive on her team. Um, I also learned that she wasn't necessarily a director. She was a coach. And I had a, it took me a while to kind of switch that mentality. And when I switched into that mentality of being more of a coach than like a director, you know, it really changed my outlook. It changed my relationship with kids. And she let her players play. If you yeah. give that analogy to sports, because mm-hmm. I mean, from watching her, I always thought she's letting her kids kind of figure it out and she's kind of helping them along. Absolutely. She's not necessarily telling them every small step. She's a macro manager, not, yeah. not as much of a yeah. macro manager. But from a curriculum standpoint, she's so good at like bringing in the, you know, dance one teaks and those dance four teaks. Oh, sure. Like when I watched her with the first time with her officers and with the three-year seniors on the team, I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is all dance for teaks. This is exactly what they're supposed to do. So you know your teaks? I know my teaks, my texts. <laughs> Did you know bit. that before you wrote curriculum? Definitely not. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the truth comes out. Uh, so, all right. So, the, so Angela uh, was very well known for putting on massive spring productions. Yeah. Uh, and you now are pretty well known for that well, as well. I mean, mainly because ju- I text you. Like, it, yeah, just by going by social media <laughs> and your need of lighting. Yeah. Um, but like even this year, you had was it a false proscenium kind of thing built or some massive like was it a roof or I don't even know what it was. Well, there was something over well, the stage. Andrew, no, I, our, I built a roof. Our, That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what was over your stage? Andrew, yeah. our tech guy, had he had extended the stage. Former tech guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. I love Andrew Russell. Um, well, I have, at the same time, I also have some really great parents. Okay. And I have really great parental support. And these two parents that I have, Jennifer Camp and Tammy Bro, are artists within themselves. And so our theme this year was, um, think of Into the Woods meets a dance show. We titled it, I Wish. And my big picture was I wanted the auditorium to become a forest. I wanted the setting. As soon as you walked in, you felt that you were in a forest. And so they built trees that extended out into the audience on our ramps with gossamer hanging from the catwalk and a chandelier that lit up in the center. So that was, it, it was great for the audience because they felt that they were a part of it, but it was also so good. It tired. <laughs> yes, that's great. But it was so great for my kids too because they absolutely loved, um, they loved looking out and feeling more that like they could see the scenery in front of them, not just behind them. Yeah. So Gossamer, that was not something I knew about. Or I didn't know what it was called until I met Angela Hayes. Oh, yeah. There were two things that um, that when I started working at Dulles that I learned really quickly are very important to the dance community. Gossamer. Mm-hmm. Do you know the other one? Mm-hmm. Glitter. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's like it's your crack cocaine. It's like you can't do a show unless you yeah. have... Those started. Uh, hey, uh, it's it, you. You can't do a dance show unless you have those two things. So that said, mm-hmm. do you feel bad for theater directors that have to paint a stage that are <laughs> that's covered in glitter, um, uh, no. and and glitter that's that has been there for five, ten, oh fifteen years? I mean, is I, there a little bit of you that uh, kind of feels uh, bad? No? no, no, because because we also <laughs> dance in a gym. And I remember as a high schooler, like, sitting on the gym floor in ball position, which is like, you know, kind of like child's pose. Yeah, we can And looking at the wax on the floor and thinking, this is disgusting. So... But they do that every year. They do it every year. But the fact that, you know, we put glitter on the floor, we just, you know... It's just, you know, this is actually an intervention. That's why I wanted you on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. You're taking the hit for all dance <laughs> teachers right now. Stop using glitter. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Okay, so how much theatrical uh, prowess do you have? Um, so there's a video of you out there right now from oh this summer of <laughs> you yes, killing it in some karaoke uh, performance. Yeah, I did it for the kids. Uh, yeah, sans, sans yeah. alcohol. No, Correct. No, no, no drinking. Yeah. It was it was a performance plan for the for the cheering. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but you are highly theatrical. Well, thanks. Is that something that um, is that something you teach your kids? Try to be like. I do, animated? and believe it or not, I think that's the hardest to teach because for me, it's so innate. Um, and a little bit more about my history for the third grade listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all those third graders. Yeah. Aspiring uh, <laughs> to be dance teachers. <laughs> yeah. I hear you guys. Um, um, you know, I am from a theatrical family, mainly the kids. My parents are not, uh, it's not like they have degrees or careers in it. But I always pinpoint down, my parents like to entertain. 
my dad's a jokester. He's a storyteller. Yeah, social entertainers. Growing up, they had parties at the house, and they were very thematic. Um, casino nights, you know, a crazy New Year's Eve party, or this and that. Um, and my two brothers are theater dudes. One went the musical theater route, one went um, TV and film. Um, and so it was just always, a, I guess, just in our nature. You know, I, I, I didn't know that at Christmas Eve, like, it wasn't normal to have a talent show. That's what we did. I mean, did you? No. It, it, well, I'm Jewish, so no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so every every night of Hanukkah, talent, talent show. It was eight nights yes. of talent shows. Oh, Ava's so lucky. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Well, she and she's has a Christian mom, so yeah. it's nine nights of talent shows. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so I guess for me, why I like to do the big. Uh, big shows like Angela's because I like to entertain. I'm gonna, if I'm going to have an audience for two hours, two plus hours, like I want to keep them on the edge of their seats because I definitely learned at, a lear- at an early age going to see my brother's shows was like you want to leave the audience wanting more. Is there value in a recital? Uh, yes. And I mean, I, I currently participate in a, reci- in a recital. My, my daughter does too. Um, but a recital is different than, than a, a nighttime show. Sure. You know, a recital is a four hour middle of the day, um, one time shot. Right. Whereas to me, like the show is, you know, it's a Friday or Saturday night. Right. You know? Recitals, you can come and go kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, these shows are like prime time. Do you sit there? Do you, cause I, you know, as a lighting person, I sit there and I look up at shows 90% of the time. I don't look at the show. I look to see what's changing and what's... Yeah. You know, as a dance teacher, do you do the same with kind of dance? Do you go to your brother's performances and oh, yeah. critique? Yes. Yeah. You know, one of, one of his first shows was Bossy. And that's really when I started noticing lights was a lot more. And they won a Tony. Well, I don't mean just lights. I mean, I mean, like, dan- with dance, thing. with choreography. With, like, do you sit there and does your mind get wrapped around... <laughs> a specific element rather than just watching the show and enjoying it? Well, I mean, high school dance, you know, we have three seasons, so you see it differently. Yeah. Three different ways. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. You know, you see it on a football field and you're looking more widespread. For, yeah, yeah, widespread visuals, formations. When, then when we go to competition and you see it in a gym, I, that's our competition time. So you're looking at choreography and you're looking at technique. Right. And then when you see it on a stage, yeah. to me, it's you got to hop the whole Well, and there are no judges at, uh, for your fall or for your uh, spring show. Right. So that's part yeah. of it, too. You're yeah. The, you're the judge. Correct. Yeah. And, and that's also the time of year where you can push your kids. Yeah. Yeah. What, what uh, do most of your kids think that the springtime is the fun time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the last couple of years, we've had very successful spring shows and they they know that that's the end goal. Right. As opposed to just like, oh, it's just a recital. Right. They know that like, even though we just went through a hard competition season and it's March, like, you know, we still have three more kind of hard months ahead, but mm-hmm. they love it. Cause it's also, they do their own choreography. They get to test themselves and push, push themselves. Do you, uh, do some of your kids do the musical or is it too much of a conflict with yeah, UIL? Yeah, it's, it's too hard. Yeah. So do they, do you try to give them that musical theater experience, though? Yes. I mean, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Um, 
and I, and I do definitely in the shows that we do. I like Angela. You know, I weave a story in, in yeah. and out. Um, it's not just like this next dance was right. choreographed by blah blah blah. You know, the program allows them to know who did all that. Whereas I'd like the show to um, the storytelling to be from the dancers themselves, the okay. performers. For your, I, I keep talking about your spring show, but that's like the closest thing to theater that there is right. that you guys do. Right. Um, but with the spring show, is it something that you, do you tackle it as a dance show or do you tackle it as like a full production, lights, sound sets, costumes? Does that make sense? Yes. You know, answer B. Answer yes. B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of years I've started with the end in mind. So okay. like, so our theme, uh, two years ago we did The Greatest Show before The Greatest Showman even came out. Oh, really? I was like, I want to do the circus. And uh, so you <clears throat> figured that out before did, Wolverine did? <laughs> wow. Yes, uh, Ava? Just the You're not allowed to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Um. So everything that we decided, I mean, starting from music that we chose and then in the costume and then into... Your kids have some ownership of that? The officers no? do. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything's kind of decided on that show. And it's really helpful, especially since I've got some really good prop parents that we just all have an end goal in mind. So everything... Parents that do props, parents not prop, prop, prop parents... Correct. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We made these parents. They're really cool. <laughs> a newspaper, some glue, a little tape. In the dance world. Prop parents. Everyone knows. They're prop parents, yeah. Um, yeah, different in the theater world. Uh -huh. um, You've never seen Medea, have you? Because prop children is different than children that do props, if you know anything no, about Medea. But I digress. Yeah, the, yeah. That is getting a huge laugh right now, by the way, <laughs> from those third graders. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, sorry. I, it's Ava's fault. She had to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> do I look at it from lights and sound and everything? Yeah. Yeah. So Definitely. you you plan it as a full production. And, and how much help do you, how much help do you get, and how much would you want more help from theater? Like, do you want more theatrical input? Yes and yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, you know, um, I'm very fortunate at Ridgepoint. One, we have like immensely talented kids. Sure. And so I just kind of put out, tell Brooke and tell Andrew, yeah. hey, I need, I need three MCs. I need four MCs. I need six kids working. Um, tech this and that yeah. and, and I mean they give me the best of the best which yeah. is really nice um, well there's something like speaking on behalf of my own kids students you know they look forward to the dance stuff because they it's different yeah you know it's not the yes. same thing especially yes. some of these juniors and seniors that have been doing the same thing for years now mm -hmm. and they look at the dance shows it's more unique it's mm -hmm. you know there's something a little mm -hmm. different it also yeah. flows different than sure. a musical for sure. Um, you, everything come out all right, Ava? Yeah. You wash your hands? Yeah, but my students look forward to it. Uh, and, and again, back when Angela was there, she did a little different than what we've got now, but it, neither of them are wrong. They're just different. Mm -hmm. um, but dance shows are always, you know, I always try to teach my students, especially the designers, like dance is a little more loose. 
you know, mm-hmm. like because it's your vision, you're not trying to stick to a script as much. Right. Um, so when you say into the woods or great showman or great, at whatever you stole from Wolverine, um, <laughs> you know, when you say circus, circus mm-hmm. to you might be something completely different than circus to right. somebody else or the way that a show is written might be super specific, but for dance, it's not. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the it's, fun. It is. It is the fun, and but also the hard part. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes cause you do feel like you're uh, you're stuck and you're just trying to think. You of still have to have original. some continuity to it. You Correct. can't just have a circus from the 19th century and then a circus today and exactly. put them together and say it's one exactly. circus. Like we had, we had to have a vision board and we or in, and a Pinterest board as well. It was like, okay, we're gonna do vintage circus. Right. You know, and then this last year, I. Like our I wish, you know, we had to be very okay. It's it's these. It to me, I wanted it to be Grimm's fairy tales, not Disney princess. Sure. So I was like, no, a little more. Shows a little more insight into your personality, huh? (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, you might laugh a lot, but it's dark and gloomy in there. Um, What is uh, what is some? This is shifting things, but what is some way that technology has helped the dance room? The dance room, mm-hmm. like um, the, cla- the classroom environment in dance. Uh, you know what? When I fir- when I went from third grade to high school, my first uh, teaching teaching <laughs> not some child prodigy here. <laughs> you know, when I graduated third grade yeah. and yeah. started high school at eight. Yeah, my first realization, um, looking at the at what kids could do, and this was in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Looking at the technical aspect kids could do dance-wise blew my mind. Because I was, as a performer, I was only a few years removed sure. like from college and whatnot. And I, re- I give a lot of credit to, one, YouTube, and two, So You Think You Can Dance. And having the, those two applications available for these kids is it's, it's really cool. I mean, it just it pushes my kids talent-wise, technique-wise creativity all the time and we're always someone's always like oh my I'm this Richter look at this look at this you know hey look at I saw this really cool lift let's try it out um you ever say no oh yeah they okay. wanted to do a basket toss and I was like oh god yeah <laughs> I don't know for those of you that don't know what a basket toss is <laughs> it's when you crumble up some paper and uh-huh. throw it into a basket I'm assuming that's right yeah close, close. yeah okay. but it was like a 80 pound girl yeah oh <laughs> Wow, you call it 80 pound girls yeah. a piece of paper. Um, it's 2019. <laughs> uh, she can be whatever she wants. Uh, and that is my daughter using, um, she's building something right now. Yes. I don't know what it is, it's but uh, as long as we only hear hammers, not saws, we're okay. Uh, <laughs> and no screaming again. Yeah. Although I haven't heard your daughter in a while, so hopefully that's not your daughter that she's hitting. So. <laughs> <laughs> Real morbid. Uh, uh, so technology, back to technology. So there's a there's a push to like put iPads everywhere, right? Yes. You know, put iPads in every room, one to one, if if you can, one to one. Would that be helpful? Oh, it's to you? huge for us because of the instant replay. Okay, so they um, can record themselves mm-hmm. and okay and play it back and just instead of, I mean, in the dance world, you know. I can tell them how to do something. You need to straighten your knee on that leap. Right. But until they actually see it, does it become right. 
uh, more intuitive. Which becomes yeah. helpful in the world of theater, too. I mean, musically speaking, well, any, actually any type of play, but mm-hmm. you know, especially musicals, um, showing kids that aren't used to being in front of a mirror and may not be in front of a mirror. You may be choreographing on stage mm-hmm. with nobody, you know, with it, without them being able to see what they're doing. Um, but yeah, that's where that technology comes into play. Mm-hmm. Have you done a musical? Choreographed musical? I have, yeah. When what? I was at Dulles. What? Joseph. That's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an easy one. It's uh, <laughs> great. Yeah. But, I mean, our musicals, the, typically they are at the same time as our competitions. Even. Sure. Mm, it's fun. not easy. Yeah. Yeah. There are only so many hours in the day. So how did you make it work then? Because you were the second? <clears throat> Uh, no, like I, I did all the choreography in the fall. Okay. Before Christmas. And then in the spring. What's in Christmas? January. What's sorry, sorry, before winter break. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. that two week holiday. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then well, after New Year's. You called a holiday, I called a break. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and then after, uh, in January, I think I just like went back like once a week for review. Or so why not do that again? Uh, because. I'm the head director and okay. someone else can do it. <laughs> they can pay for somebody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm okay with that. We pay for somebody. Are there schools in our district that have kids that take part in the musical, dance kids? Yes. Do you know how they make that work? Is it the timing of the musical? A lot of it's the timing of the musical. <clears throat> it's different for every campus. Some people will take like their officers and just have the officers feature in the musical. Um in the middle so of the jitterbugs and a in yeah. the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Exactly. What or well, and and actually, what we've done the last couple years is because my assistant has done the musical. Is one we took like our JV sure. and they were featured. Um, another time, this last year we took we have an advanced dance class, so this was their one performance opportunity other than our end of the year show, where they could be featured more. That was really helpful because it took the pressure off of our JV kids. Um, And then, I I mean, I also remember when I was at Dulles, like, the dolls were in the musical. Yeah. You know? You know when that stopped? When I got there. Uh, (laughs) 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 Not kidding. Uh, (laughs) uh, Well, it stopped because I chose Godspell. And Mm. so I was told, hey, we got to have a number for them to be featured. And I was like, have you looked at Godspell? Because there's not really a number to be... Yeah. Fe- it's not like, hey, guys, here's Jesus and the Jesusettes <laughs> coming out to dance for you. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I could have done that, but who's to say there weren't dancing supporters of Jesus back then? So it's not in the Bible, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. you know, doesn't mean yeah. it didn't happen. just means it wasn't recorded. Um Lost those third graders now. (laughs) Happens all those third graders are at some private Catholic school uh, (laughs) listening. They're all let's turn this off. He doesn't believe. (laughs) He thinks they were dancers with Jesus. I'm sorry. Um, It's yeah. Again, 2019. You'll offend anyone. Uh, (laughs) It's true. So okay. So how important it is? It it is. How important is it in your mind to? kind of mesh the two together, mesh theater and dance together. And and I don't mean put them on stage together. I mean, give a, a sort of curriculum and education to dancers and vice versa to, to actors, a dance curriculum. And how is it, how is it important to give dancers an acting curriculum? Um, well, I think at the end of the day, you know, dance is, is an expressive art. 
in my opinion, you know, it's to entertain as well. Whether it's expressing an art or it's an, sure. expressing an emotion, you're still there to entertain and um, not influence, but educate the audience. Um, so, I mean, in by entertain, it doesn't have to be like all you know, jazz hands and lights and glitter and glitter. But know. it is. <laughs> you know, you you do also have your like. Um, emotive, lyrical sets yeah. and whatnot. Interpretive type stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, in my dance classroom, kids get to do that aspect when they're doing their own choreography projects. Sure. And we have a big choreography unit. Do you consider to... that? Like, do you, do you push them with that? With like, hey, exp you know, you can, you can be all bendy and flexible as much as you want, mm -hmm. but you, I need to see that you're also feeling a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And especially for like the novice dancer, right. you know, we talk about like, why is lyrical lyrical? Why is jazz jazz? You know, it, and it, it has to do with like, well, what is the music telling you? Right. And that's how so many, especially so many dancers, they dance like shoulders down. They kind of sure. forget their face. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, and, and I will say that is my biggest challenge is like always practicing, um, with face and body. Right. Because for a lot of people, that's the last thing that they have to focus on and have to do is slap on a smile. Right. You know, but that's kind of the old school Debbie Drill team, like, you know, just smile. Yeah. The military, uh, yeah. Was that, mil military dance that all yeah. shoulders and elbows. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. I always, yeah. uh, the, 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 the um, drum kids at my school the percussion drum kids the percussion kids at my school i'll watch them and it's miserable and they sound great they're good at what they do but they don't smile they don't have any yeah. expression on their face yeah. and i've said to them many times i'll even walk by them while they're on my stage and i'll say smile smile look like you're having fun because there's yeah. no engagement with the audience it doesn't engage and i've seen that with dancers too like like mm -hmm. you said it's all neck down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, there's no, there's nothing that says your eyes are enjoying this. Right. So, and it's, and it's a challenge because 95% of our rehearsal is cleaning the arms and cleaning sure. the legs and getting the timing right and memorizing the choreography when really like the audience was the first thing they see when they watch dancers, they look at their face. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's also where the iPads can come into play. You know, mm -hmm. does it yeah. look like you're enjoying this right now? Yeah. I know you're not pointing the proper yeah. way or your toes are not facing the right direction, mm -hmm. but should I even get invested in you? Right. Um, right. But yeah. And actually, so the last couple of years we've done a team novelty for competition. So we've, we really have had to amp up our theatrical sure. you know, expression. And this last year I brought in Andrew to kind of give us like a little, little workshop one day at practice about, you know, just talking about the muscles in our faces and and it, I mean it opened the door for me and threw on the light I was like you know I never really I, I tell them to engage their engage their thighs and hold on their abs and this and that and I never really tell them about what are their cheeks doing yeah do you think that do you think if today if they said we're no we're no longer competing with dance hmm. that it would hurt you or help um in my environment in my school it would hurt my kids are very competitive. Mm -hmm. The community I teach in is very competitive, healthy. I mean, the kid, you know, it's, I think this is back to where I'm like more of a coach's mentality is like that healthy competition definitely drives m my kids within themselves. You know, not necessarily like I got to beat this person, got to beat this person, but like, 
wow, look what she can do. I want to learn from her because mm-hmm. I want to be like her. Um, I mean, in the Texas dance drill team world, like competition's only been around for, oh gosh, like less than 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you do you sandwich that into the world of cheer? No, definitely not. Because like you know, like ESPN, what twenty five years ago started showing cheerleading competitions on TV. Yeah. And you know, as a theater person, you're thinking, wow, it'd be totally cool to start showing our one act plays on television, and have it you know mm. color commentary to it. Like, <laughs> check out this kid playing Willie Loman. Wow, wow, look how he crossed from <laughs> stage left to stage right. Um, but uh, <laughs> but dance, you know, dance has a little bit of a, I don't know, you, you know, you, you look, it's just you you associate ice skating, gymnastics, and I know you don't want me to say cheer, but cheer more to dance, right, than you would to band, than you would to right, theater, absolutely. than you would to yeah. almost any yeah. other fine art. Um, so those types of things are very competitive. Do you think that that dance will eventually find its place in that kind of sort of mainstream popularity? I mean, I guess it has. You've already mentioned uh, what you said, so you think you can dance or whatever it is. Right. I feel like in a way it's more mainstream than cheer because, I mean, yeah, you have So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars, World of Dance. I mean, you have these prime time reality TV dance competitions. Um, when I said mainstream earlier, I kind of meant thinking more like the com- more the competitive. legal competitive things, like Olympics kind of things, mm-hmm. not not necessarily judged by. Well, I uh, do know it is on the its goths. way. Yeah, I do know some people like are working on it to try to get it in. I mean, the hard part of it is is that it is artistic. So it's yeah. like, first of all, there's so many different styles of dance. Where sure. do you, you know, what do you start with first, and what is universal? You know, yeah. what, what can the Japanese dance scenes do that we can also do that the South Americans can also do? But does, isn't there a, isn't there an element of, well, because they can do it, we should try to, we should try to learn how to do that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So the universal element, sure, you want to try and be fair, but at the same time, it's like, well, they can do this, so why don't we step up our game or... Maybe there's something we can do that they can't. Right. But I would even say that, I know. Um, I mean, there's also such a big difference in how the Dallas dance teams mm-hmm. dance. And and by dance, I mean choreograph and what their technical level is compared to the Houston dance teams. Does, then, does money come into play? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, is there is there a complaint about money in the dance world like there is in theater world? Meaning, and I don't mean yes. like how much you get paid. I mean yes. what you put on stage. That's not yes. fair that they can put that on stage. We don't have the funding to be able to do that. Yes, absolutely. In the competitive world. In the competitive world, yes. I don't mean with your with your spring show. I mean obviously no, with your yeah. your spring show is going to be. It's the top button. what? Oh, it like turns off. I thought this was a pull back and. No, it's the top button. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I got a police car now. Um, but like, I mean, like, you know, uh, in theater, because we compete with theater, certain schools have more budget than mm-hmm. others. And so their shows are going to look like they have more budget. Right. It's the same competition, right. same level. Right. Same adjudicators. Is there, 
and for those people that that dance with the band, there's that element to it because I know School A has LED screens on stage that are showing content, whereas yeah. School B has like some painted canvas, yeah. and that's about it. I think people's perspective of uh, schools that have more money, it's it's not just surface level. Sure. You know, it's it's a lot deeper than that. That means that these kids started training at an at an early age at a really good dance studio, not just the YMCA or not just Ouch. The, the local the, those third graders that listen. <laughs> Sorry kids. They're probably at a YMCA. <laughs> they're Christian third graders um, yeah. at a YMCA. Yeah. By the way, my um, Twitter handle is <laughs> <laughs> Philip Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <underscore>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think when you when you say, oh, it's a money aspect, it's it's more than just yeah, just what you see surface wise. Because sure. you know that the parents are promoting it at a much earlier age. But is that yeah. your thinking or is that universal? Well, like, I, I mean, I'm thinking of this one school that is, in my opinion, actually these two schools that are, in my opinion, like the top two best schools in the state. Right. Can I name them? Talent-wise. Should I not? Talent it's wise, up to you. Talent-wise, talent-wise for sure, hands down. We already, we already gave <laughs> yeah. your Twitter handle. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, but, you know, and I have a lot of mad respect and mad props. Kingwood High School and Southern Lakes. And I, I know they're directors, and I, um, we admire them in so many ways. I mean, I, I love to watch them at competitions and at camps to see what they bring, because they really do raise the bar. But what they also bring is, you know, they, they bring in choreography and choreographers that um, continuously push them, right. their technique. And, I mean, these kids are athletes. Right. They're amazing at what they can do. Which has nothing to do with finances. It's just what's in the water. Part of it, yeah. right, right. But those, yeah. well, it has to do with finances, but not directly related to the department. It could be that they have wealthier family. They have a wealthier upbringing because both right. of those communities are on the wealthier side. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe they, as kids, which you can't really police that. Like, that's not right. fair. not at all. Um, yeah. yeah. But. And, and I will say, you know, in... Our side of the district, my kids have more access to dance studios than sure. another part of the district. You know, so when kids look at us, people look at us, they think, oh, you know, yeah, we're where the money's at, but not necessarily. I mean, yeah. we, we have the same district budget, but yeah, maybe maybe our kids have been exposed to it longer. Sure, they yeah, they just yeah, exactly. So they it's more of a they've yeah. been <clears throat> trained. For a longer period of time than some of these kids that, that you were saying uh, way earlier, which I feel like was a long time ago, but in podcast world, it was probably 30 minutes ago. Um, but when you were talking about how Angela's really was really good at cultivating those dance ones, yes. you know, part of, I yes. think, her challenge and why she uh, excelled at Dulles was she didn't have the kids that were trained starting from diapers. Very true. You know, she was really good at getting those kids that like dance, but mm-hmm. they weren't dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's, I think, a little bit of a difference. And and that has to do with also understanding, I guess, the school and, and mm-hmm. theater, band, choir, orchestra, all the fine arts, I mm-hmm. think. I think. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you a quick, cool side story? It's your, it's your it's, show, bro. It's my show. Yeah. Um, so I had a kid in, at Dulles who was in my dance one class and then she, um, moved up the ranks and she later became captain of the dolls and she was very good. 
and then she became a Rockets power dancer. And just this last year, a couple of my officers came to me and were like, hey, look, I went and took this class from Casey. Hey, look at this video. And I went, wait a second. <laughs> I taught her in dance one. Yeah. Like, I knew her when. And they're like, oh, my God, she's amazing. And I, I think that's so cool. And, and I love the story of Casey because, to me, at the same time, hard work is also so equally valuable to right. anything else you can get. And do you know? And a little bit of support can go a long ways. Did you reach out to her and ask for like a Christmas present? No, I just okay. I just messaged. Hey, girl, them. I like Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. If you're at Whole Foods anytime soon, there are <laughs> gift cards on aisle three. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, watching kids, watching students that you've trained and go through the gamut and become, uh, as the kids say now, adults. Yeah. Um, that's always a fun thing to do. I yeah. personally haven't had too many success stories. Because <laughs> you're so young. Well, yeah, it's because, it's because <laughs> I'm so young and so new to this. Um, but I do enjoy, like my students haven't gone on to be successful in theater, but they've gone on to be successful in life. life. Thank you for finishing <laughs> my sandwiches. Money.